Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. Sitting across from me is John Teixeira once again. This week, we are going to be talking about the cost of setting up for Airbnbs and short-term rentals. Love it. We're going to do a little series on short, on short-term rentals, aren't we? We are. We're going to do a little series and get everybody a little bit more detail on the whole Airbnb short-term rental thing since we haven't really done a, a very huge deep dive, um, at least recently. So if anything we talk about today interests you or you want to set up an Airbnb or uh, hear about our next part or a little hint on the next part of the series, give us a call 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. Now let's get into it. When we talk about the cost of setting up, we're talking about what people... You know, that it's it's really one of those areas of oh, I want to start an Airbnb, but they've the the setup cost is a very unknown part for most people, um, and I'd say a lot underestimate and overestimate. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's both sides. Mostly of the underestimate. Mostly underestimate. <laughs> yes, um, but, but we've I, already purchased the home. But That's also done. come come at it the whole way. No, I want to talk about the purchase too because okay. the cost of setting up involves upfront cash in a different way than a lot of other real estate investing. And you want to consider that. So, you know, because if you only have so much cash to purchase, you don't leave yourself enough liquid cash to do the setup. Exactly. Liquidity is important. And we're going to get into why it's not just liquidity is important on the front end of of these things for them to be successful. Um, Because strapping yourself for cash makes you make decisions against your purpose of an Airbnb, you know, so what I always tell people when we talk about Airbnbs is you can't go cheap, you know, you, you, you need to, whatever your goal is and your target audience is for setup, it, it needs to be set up that way without take, making any sacrifices, because um, that's where you sacrifice revenue, so, so let's start from the beginning, we purchase, right, so you, this is simple, we've talked about purchasing a lot, you can either buy something cash, or get a mortgage on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you need for down payment? Or you can use the Burr strategy that we've talked about. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, then go back and look at our podcast on the Burr strategy. Yes. How you get to acquiring it and making what it. What does ready Burr stand be, for? What? What does Burr stand for? Buy, rehab, refinance. Nope. Rent. Buy, rehab, rent. There's a lot of R's in there. Rent, refinance, refinance repeat. repeat. Yeah, there you there go. You go. Um, but yeah, you could do that first, um, whether you skip the rent part, go to refinance, and now we're, we're mm-hmm. ready to set it up. Yep. Um, how you do your acquisition, we've gotten into a lot about, so we don't want to dive too much into that, which is what we'll talk more about the, the cost of liquidity is you probably, you're going to need 20%, you know, that, for that purchase, right? You're going to need that, that down payment. Yeah, depending on who you use, 20 or 25%, depending on whether it's your first one, the second one, right? Some people that I usually have to put 25% down because I have so many rental properties already. So sometimes when it's your first your first couple, you don't have to do that. But then after that, you do. Yeah, 25% is good, you know, because we're trying to set an expectation here, mm-hmm. you know, what you're not yep. thinking about. So what you should think or plan for, if you want to be conservative, and you should be with these, is 25%. Next part of the purchase that people don't normally think about is the insurance change is, you know, you get rental insurance when you have a rental. Um, for short-term rentals, it's a little bit more expensive because you should be getting a policy specific to Airbnb short-term rentals that covers, um, you know, normally when you get a rental policy, you're not covering 
the contents of the mm-hmm. home, the furnishings, the insurance for all that stuff. Because tenants have renter's insurance. Um, you don't have that for short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. You want to be. They're your furnishings. They're your mm-hmm. contents. You want, you know, you need them to be covered. So, um, it's, And although we've never had it happen, somebody could walk right off with all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, or, and there's a lot of other things like you get, uh, you know, we, we call Airbnb short-term rentals. We call them a business. You're not just, not just an investment property. You're creating a business. Mm -hmm. You went business insurance. You generally want to have loss of income insurance where these policies do, you know, um, hurricane comes by, wipes you out, can't, can't operate for three months. You get your insurance policy should cover the rental income that you should have gotten, um, so that that unit could stay afloat amongst other things. Um, and then, of course, the monthly cost. You want to consider the monthly cost of the, owning that home, which we talked about last week. Monthly mm-hmm. cost of owning that home until you get it rented. Yep. Um, so that's that's the initial cost that most people think of. So the setup, the actual setup is what we want to talk about that people don't, I would say, underestimate. Well, let me go back. To piggyback on last week's podcast and to piggyback on what you just said not days on market in this case, but days vacant is costing you a certain amount of money. We talked about this at length in our last podcast. And so that's the point you made is that people also underestimate, right? They Mm -hmm. underestimate. They think that they're going to, oh, I'm going to come in, stage this home, put some furniture in. I'll have it done in in a week or two. (laughs) It never is done in a week or two, is it? No, because the vacancy can be a very big difference right here because Mm -hmm. it can take you a lot longer. I mean, we're talking about a lot of time. I mean, we do these setups and people underestimate the difference between how fast we We, can do it as a business versus they think they can do it on weekends. And Uh, we underestimate it. We've done it several times and we still underestimate the amount of time it's going to take us to do it. And we got a whole team doing it. Well, I wouldn't say we underestimate anymore because when it comes to these things, we are very conservative. You know, when the goal is to be conservative, because you hit those, if you hit those conservative thresholds and you sometimes blow them out of the water, that's a win. You're setting yourself up for wins. Mm -hmm. When you are not conservative estimating these things, Airbnb operations and all that. Um, you feel like you're losing because you, you set the wrong thresholds. What do, what do you tell a client when they ask you, how long is it going to take you to set up this Airbnb for me? It, compl- it is Normal. varies. No, it, it varies. I mean, you I got, uh, you got one bedrooms, you got five bedrooms. I got a, a vacant three bedroom, purpose. two bath home. Just kind of normal stuff, living room, dining room, kitchen. What are you going to tell somebody that for your team? Let's let's use a real world example. We told somebody three weeks ago, um, or not three weeks ago. We told somebody recently three weeks. They opted to do it themselves. They took three months. <laughs> so that additional nine weeks, if you do the math probably cost them thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, cuz your your would be rental revenue is would be short-term rental revenue. Yeah, it's no which is even monthly. more than the long term. Yeah, and we'll we get into about, the, you yeah. know, there's a, 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 thousands the, of dollars. The front wasted. end versus yeah, and and sometimes it's timeline and short-term rental is nowhere near that. Seasons matter. Seasonal decisions matter in in short-term rentals. The recent one or this has happened with a couple recently, but um, the one that I was talking about in 3 weeks, that end of 3 weeks would have been the peak season of summer and well now, you took three months and now we started it at the, at the end, end of the worst season. part of the year yep. to start a short-term rental you know you can't calculate those things you, you know accurately you can't you can estimate them but um you can know that you're leaving a lot on the table for 
cost out of your pocket. You're making me shake my head, roll my eyes, all of it. (laughs) That's why we do this podcast, right? Hopefully somebody listens or somebody gets something out of this and they learn something from all this because, man, we get to see people do make these decisions over and over again and cost themselves money. It's so frustrating for you and I to watch sometimes. Well, and it's a big, I'd call it a big risk and a big reward because the thing with short-term rentals and Airbnbs is is it's a growing market. It's more and more saturated every day. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's not profitable, but it means means the people who don't do it right are kicked mm-hmm. even further behind. They're kicked even lower and lower and lower until they're not making money or whatever it may be. Um, you know, before these markets get saturated, even the ones that don't try hard enough can make money because it's not saturated. Well, as you get any market saturated, the prime ones are going to do better and you know, the subprime are going to do worse, you know, and to a point they probably can't operate anymore. So these things matter. The most important thing you do with an Airbnb short-term rental I believe it's set up it's because it needs to be done right. So, um, because there's a big range of what you can get. So let's get into like, let's get into the, yeah, let's get into the cost of setup and what, what, what's, what is, what does the setup entail? You've got it. You've got a list for us. Don't yeah, you? So, so what everyone does think about is furnishing the unit. Right. And I've gone to Airbnbs that have done just that. They furnished it. They put a couch in the living room. They put a, a TV stand and a TV in the living room. And they got three rooms with three beds. That's it. That's it? That's it. Drawers are empty. Kitchen's empty. Walls are empty. You know. So let me ask you a question, a rhetorical question. Is that much different than what you find when you walk into a hotel room? No. No. It's not hugely different except for the functionality part. No, I get it. I get the difference in in use and why people why people get a short term rental versus a hotel room. This is you're going to get into that right now. Yeah, but but uh, I, I just never never. For, it just occurred to me that what you described was a hotel room. Yeah, bland, bare, and and unfunctional. Yep. Yep. That's why people Bring don't want to spend stuff. many times in there. So. <laughs> but that's not what your goal. You know, then then. You're the same as a hotel. Mm-hmm. So why would I book you? That's all right. I might as well go to a hotel. I'm going to book you out of necessity the... and desperation only. Those yeah. are the people you're going to get. It's not the audience you yeah. want. Um, right. So the next easy thing that some people think about is decor. I'd say this is the number one thing that anybody ever underestimates because decor in a, in a short term rental is what makes it unique. There's a lot of other things we're going to get into that make it unique, but the design or the decor, what's on the walls, what every room looks like, the lighting, whatever it may be, is things people remember, write reviews about, and show up in pictures. That's the marketable piece. And it's not just what it looks like. It's also the functionality of the decor Mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Like if you're in a room, if you're in a bedroom where the sun comes in, when you wake up in the morning, then you better have a blackout curtain on that room and it better be functional. Otherwise, you're going to get a review that says, loved the home, hated the room that woke me up every morning at mm-hmm. 6.30 a.m. Well, and you're getting into probably the one, one of the most important points, which is not just purpose, but generalization, I'd say. Um, a lot of people we talk to, a lot of clients that do these short-term rentals, they try to set they set it up how they want it or how like they would operate mm-hmm. in it. It's not how you make a successful short-term rental. Mm-hmm. You you can start there, but you also need to round out the corners and make sure that 
everyone's going to be happy with this. Okay, well, you may wake up at 5 a.m., but most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's not even say most people. Everyone does You need to give people the ability to not have to wake up at 5 a.m., Yeah, which yeah. comes back to the functional I was talking about. So that's part of the decor. When you're trying to decide what am I going to put on this window, which is part only a small part of the decor that you're referring to, but it's an example of functionality. You talked about lights. We have some, some of our Airbnbs that have some really cool LED lights that it's part of the decor, to your point, makes it more memorable, makes it more marketable, but it's also functional, right? I mean... Yeah, because it, it does. It goes from... That's the process, right? You, you set it up, but the, the, the thing that makes you successful is you're marketing something online, usually. You know, you're marketing this thing. You market Airbnbs by, by putting a purpose on it or a theme and having that theme and purpose in the experience when they get there you know, and then that same experience being put in the reviews afterwards is what, you know, mm-hmm. that cycle of life yep. is what continues your success mm-hmm. or failure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd say success and failure yep. or go into that. Um, and, you know, a lot of that, it's easy to just say decor, but like, say we're, we, we have some that are by a sports park. So we sports themed it. The marketing's all sports themed. So that the people coming in for the sports park see that it's sports themed and, they that's their experience there so they're booking the sports theme then they go into each room and it has a different theme we won't get too specific um but then they leave reviews that yes this sports themed airbnb is sports themed and we loved these sports themed features and now you know the next people want to do it and that's what you call target audience Mm -hmm. you know if you you some some units you're not looking for a target audience but Mm -hmm. uh i'd say it's that one that specific of one but there's always a target audience and knowing it extremely important knowing it and i don't know if you're going to talk about this kyle but but you you are really good at our team is really good at creating themes for each one of the airbnbs that we set up and to your point it's based on location it's based on whatever theme is appropriate for that home we have one in Fort Worth, that's a historic home for it's like it's an old firefighter's like the first black firefighter in Fort Worth, right? So, we that's kind of a it's become a memorial to this guy, kind of, but but it's a historic. We we themed it that way, right? Because of what it is. Sometimes you theme it because of where it is, like you said about the sports park. Sometimes we just create a theme because. You know, hey, this is a great space for a beach theme. So we kind of create that atmosphere. And sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's very direct Mm. and very exposed all over the place, depending on the purpose. But um, I think the important thing that you that that we that you and your team have done when we're setting these up, though, is making a point when we start off with of deciding what that theme is going to be so that from that point on, all the decisions we make drive toward that theme mm-hmm. and then some interesting stuff comes out of it doesn't it Our- it, it does and and you know one of the one of the most common comments because i've stayed in airbnb i have friends who stayed in Airbnb, and, you know because of what we do people talk to us about them and me specifically about them all the time and one of the most i'd say sp- or reoccurring comments is how much effort the owner put into it or how much thought the owner put into it. Like that's the sentence. Like they clearly put a lot of thought into this. They clearly put a lot of intention into what they did. And it could be one tiny thing that, that they used while they were there. Um, like a pool home, having pool toys, 
I get that comment a lot because we provide pool toys. Mm-hmm. You know what they're telling me? That most people don't. Mm-hmm. That's what they're telling me. It's because they didn't, they didn't think about that. How much mm-hmm. is, is, is that a cost that you're really considering is, is if you get these. Your, your $5 noodles. Yeah. Your $5 noodles make hundreds of reservations happy and, and get you hundreds of more, mm-hmm. you know, that's the cost of, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's part of the cost of setup, but it's the cost of, of design and intention. It's so important. Yeah, you're creating a resort. You're creating an experience much like a resort does in a very small, much smaller form, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean, you don't have to, There's, but if that's, the, that's the way the successful ones are done. And look at Airbnb. Airbnb spent, as of right now, they, they redesigned their whole application, their whole business model around what we are talking about, having a purpose and design to their properties. Now, when you go on that app, you see they're categorized by purpose. They're categorized mm. by amazing pools, uh, cabin in the woods, um, sports mm. theme, you know, whatever these themes are. They're telling you it's just like when Google changes their algorithm for sorting inter- or you know sorting the internet and websites. What do your marketing people do? They have to restructure your websites to mm-hmm. match that algorithm. You do what your platform is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you be successful, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I know we're this. This all sounds like a lot. There is a lot that goes into this, but the point is, is is purpose and intention in your setup and the cost of it. Let me ask you a question, just kind of a, 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 I know the answer to this question, but should I, let's say I've got um, a cabin in the woods. Okay. And I'm feeling kind of beachy today and I'm setting this up and I want to go get me a, a, a little wooden thing and, and some surfboards and and paint waves up on the wall and, and, and just totally beach this place out. What do you think about that, Kyle? I think that you're going to get a lot of people saying, whether they say it to you or not, when they're in there talking to the people that they booked it for, they're going to be like, this is really, if it's good, you know, they're like, this is really interesting. Totally out of place and don't know why it's in a cabin (laughs) in the woods nowhere near the beach. But it's interesting, I guess. But like, that's, those are the conversations. So sometimes you could get away with it if it's intentional, but you wouldn't do that. No. No. You wouldn't unless unless you wouldn't do that unless you went over the top with it and made it really intentional and and interesting maybe. Yeah, which is hard to do. Some kind of reason for it, you know. The uniqueness part of this is important. That's why somebody's booking. If you're a cabin in the woods, there's probably a thousand cabins in those woods. Well, why are they booking your cabin in those woods? No. Well, they saw something that made them want to go check out your cabin. So, so what's the cost of these things, Kyle? We're we're here to talk about the cost of setting these up. What's the cost of furnishing a home, doing the decor, theming it out? It's a lot more. So, and we're not going to talk about specific cost figures here because we're this because the, of inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of inflation. Um, no, well, I, I will say a lot of the inflation is really, by the second. really hit all of these <laughs> I- items. Um, but we're talking about the cost that you need to consider when determining your final cost because people don't talk about that or, or really know that. Um, okay. So furnishings, furnishing a home and decor, uh, I would say, when I, if we're keeping it really general, use your best estimate and double it. Mm. <laughs> that's a good way to be conservative mm-hmm. um but equipment so you're you're gonna have equipment like tvs and smart locks and these things that make your your unit a lot more functional um because 
guests want an experience. They don't want a job. You know, you are not, you're not supposed to be setting up an experience that makes them do a whole bunch of work when they get there, you know. Uh, well, here's the cabin right next to the airport, but you got to drive 30 minutes to come get the key and then you can drive back and then whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, like they want it to be as close to a hotel uh, operationally as they can. And we'll get into that in another one. Um, but one another big cost of setups is functionality. You know, we talked, we talked about purpose and, and everything you're doing, right? One thing you decide at the beginning is how many people or occupants are you going to set this place up for? Right, you know, you're doing eight, you're doing eight. You're doing twelve, you're doing twelve. You you should decide that before you buy a bunch of furniture, because if you, what if you have a giant house that sleeps twenty two, but it's in a city that will not allow you to have more than twelve occupancy? And set it up for twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. And set it up for twelve. I said that because we have. We, <laughs> it may have happened. If we, we've already we set may it have up already for twenty-two had that people. To us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, let's we learn that lesson the hard way. Huh? Do something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if you have it, if you have, let's, let's just use eight as an example. If or, or twelve, let's let's use your twelve. Okay. Okay. So if you if you have it set up for twelve, you have four cups. It's not set up for twelve. If mm. you have it listed for twelve and you have four sets of sheets, it's not set up, it's for, not 12. Set up for twelve. Dishes. There's four plates. Not, not set, set up, up for, for 12. twelve. If there's twelve plates, if there's twelve cups, it's, it's not set up, set up for twelve. No, no. No. That's still only one per person. <laughs> but at least it's something, you know. Um, but that's that's one of the How biggest many towels things do we need? I see people mess up I how many say. how many towels do we need let's say at least 12 at least 12 like how about double washcloths? those washcloths how 12, many washcloths? 12, 12, 12, 12 how many how many bars of soap 12 no. <laughs> how many um that's the point you need to be considering on every everything you how many how many how many how many based on your maximum occupancy and how many days is somebody normally going to be there? Yeah, because people when two people show up, they're going to think it's overstocked. When twelve people show up, they're going to think it's understocked. Well, you really want your reputation to be that willy, you know, willy nilly mm-hmm. all over the place? No, you don't. Um, so matching the desired guest count is probably the biggest thing that I see people fail in um, without advice, and probably one of the most important because it comes down to a lot of things, you know. So. Or like if you have it set up for 12, but you only have one full bathroom, maybe don't set it up for 12 mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, you, Good have, call. you have a family Unless of 12 really is all sharing bathroom. one full bathroom. Could be one of those like big common area bathrooms with eight showers. And, no. That's the only thing they're going to remember when time. they leave there. Remember that time that all 12 <laughs> of us had to share a bathroom? Uh, that's that's going to be every review. I guarantee that'll be every review. So not just... <clears throat> Not maximizing your occupancy past the point of an experience that can be enjoyable is is another another uh, another part. But uh, entertainment is another another cost of setup. You want to make sure there's something there. Entertain board games, uh, you know anything, cards. Like even if there's just cards, uh, pool table, whatever whatever your unit has available. But not doing too much, right? Like. Like if you have this amazing pool home and people are booking this amazing pool home for the pool, well then maybe don't spend a whole bunch of money on putting, you know, something in the garage. Also, you know, right? Unless it's uh, unless it sleeps sixteen and now you want to separate the kids from the right. family, you know, right. whatever it may be, just make sure you you make every decision with a purpose. Um, and and that goes toward what you said earlier about experience, right? Creating a great experience. And just making it a little bit more 
a little bit nicer for people, a little bit more usable, right? Uh, just a better experience. So when people go, they, they walk away going, wow, that was nice. You know, mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to hang out, have everything there. There's a deck of cards there. I can play solitaire when I got bored, or I could play chess with my son. Um, I could turn the TV on. I can go hang out in the pool with the family, whatever it is, man. It's just you thought of it. There though. was, you thought of it exactly. And there was nothing, or at least very little, that, that wasn't there for your guest. And sometimes if, it, if you know it's something they're going to, they're going to notice isn't there maybe tell them up front set an expectation so it's not you know it's it's not something that there is only eight rolls of toilet paper if you're going to use more than that bring some more yeah or that's but that's what you should expect you know Uh, (laughs) um because yeah i mean you're the number one thing especially if you operate these things yourself that you will learn is you will not please everybody Mm -hmm. i mean life should tell you that but Mm -hmm short-term rentals and hospitality will definitely tell you that you will not please everybody, but your goal should be to please as at a, on a general basis. You know? you know what? You say that, but we've also learned a, a competing lesson to that. And mm-hmm. this is all goes to your point about setup, cost of setup and everything else. The one thing that we have learned from all of our units and everything that we've done is that even though you can't please everybody, a property can a property that's well located, done well enough, has a well enough experience can overcome almost all negatives mm-hmm. if it's done well enough. And that's hard to do. We actually have a couple properties that almost like it almost doesn't matter what happens, what negative experience people have. They walk away going, "Man, that was so awesome," and they forget all about whatever negative thing happened. Yep. But that's hard to do. Sometimes that's just location, and and but well, uh, and there's there's going to be the, there's some things. There's sometimes it's small things, but there will be things that that'll never please everybody because one person will say, "Why wouldn't you do it this other way?" And then if you did do it that other way, someone else would be like, "Well, why, why didn't, didn't you, you do, do it, it the other way? way?" Well, I did do it that. Way. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've literally had that happen. I won't get into that, yeah. but yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't please everybody. I get it, but it ha- it should make sense and be functional. Yep. So, yep. Um, don't want to beat a dead horse. I think that is, those are the things. Purpose, design, functionality are the costs of setup that get neglected, I think, uh, the, oh, the most often. And that's keeping it very general. But if you walk through the process of your setup is your marketing presentation, you know, and then we missed photography. Photography is probably the biggest one. It's at the end of setup. Um, but People think they could spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars God, setting up these the units worst. and then, oh, I'm going to go cheap on photography. I'm running. I uh, see people know. using their iPhones with, with dark pictures. They don't, they don't even try to make their iPhones look, yeah. pictures look great. And, and I see the worst photography, well, the worst. And, and, and the, I just shake my head and can't believe the one this is people a business. hate hearing is is algorithms, right? You're putting, you're pumping something into to a website, right? And you don't need to know what algorithms means. You don't need to know it. You need to know what that website wants, right? Airbnb specifically will tell you that they want professional photography, and they can tell their algorithm can tell yeah, when it's tell. got professional photography. Go scroll through. Go do any search, any city, no matter you know, or somewhere that has more than a handful of Airbnbs. Tell me how long you have to scroll until you see something that's not professional photography. 
because if you do it in New York or something, okay, you'll be scrolling for a while. Go to Nashville and book last minute. Then you'll find the ones that have iPhones. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you will because there's a reason they're open. So I don't know. I want to. I want to wrap. I want to. I know you want to wrap this up. I get it. But but I also want to want to to kind of sum up what you were saying in the beginning with what we've talked about here, okay. and that is, I've bought an Airbnb. I bought a home for the purpose of setting it up as an Airbnb, or I have a rental that I'm going to turn into an Airbnb. Whatever. I have a home. I'm about to set it up. And I think I know what I need, and I go and I start buying all this stuff. Let's say that that I have, I don't know, $40,000 to spend on a purchase and set up, right? And in my brain, I'm thinking all this through and thinking that should be plenty. I buy a two hundred or $200,000 house. I'm going to put, I don't know. 10% down. I know I'm going to put more than that, but let's just, for my example, I'm going to put 10% down. I got $20,000. That's going to leave me another $20,000 to set it up. That seems like, seems like plenty, but that's all I got. That's my, maybe that's my life savings, or at least that's all the savings I have that I'm willing to invest into this project, into this business, mm-hmm. right? And now I get to the purchase and I find out I need to put more than 10% down, or I didn't think about the closing costs. And now it's twenty five or 26000 That just cut into my remaining amount that, that I have here. I'm just going through this scenario because this is a real scenario, isn't it, Kyle? This is the kind of thing that people that happens that, to people and they don't think about. So now, what am I down to? If I paid 26000 out of pocket because I didn't think about closing costs, I'm down to $14,000. Totally making these numbers up, y'all. For $14,000, I now have to set up this Airbnb. Have you been able to set up very many Airbnbs for $14,000, Kyle, uh, that, that were of normal size? Recently, not small ones. Recently, no. People get to the end. They have this tight budget. And it's like, oh, crap. Now it just got even tighter. And they start making decisions. And maybe they start off doing the right thing. They go on they go on Facebook Marketplace and they find a great couch. Really cheap, right? And so you start doing the right things. But all that stuff starts adding up still. And you're amazed how quickly it adds up. And you buy a set of dishes instead of the four sets that you need, to your point, right? And And you buy all this stuff and you get to the end and you've got like... 1500 bucks left and you still haven't put curtains up yet and you know then you start making really bad decisions like oh crap i need to buy the cheapest curtains i can find because i've got eight curtains to put up and and oh no you know what i didn't get bed covers i forgot the bed covers and you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you especially if you've never done this before you're always going to forget so not many. just one thing you're going to forget 10 things there's so many little things i mean like you said it bed bug covers on the bed and the mm-hmm. pillows and all that stuff you think that doesn't add up just that alone just is that a four alone digit is, number yep, in most, exactly. most, most places. So, I mean, it, it, and, and this isn't to scare you. This is to not so drown you. So you can prepare for you it. You know, people, this, this is a, I'd say it's still a risky business because you put a lot of upfront capital. And if you don't do it right, if you do it right, it'll definitely return. If you so, don't do it right, you could, you could. You know, dig yourself a hole that just keeps on digging. So what would you say, Kyle, to that person I just described? I'd say before they started. Before they started, I'd say we figure out the cost of setup 
or the design. I have forty thousand dollars. I'm planning to put twenty thousand dollars. The reason down. I don't put figures to, to this is the the figure doesn't matter. What do you want me? What do you want to set up? Do you want to set up a unique space that will draw? You know, have a near eighty percent plus occupancy that'll draw everybody who looks at it. Um, do you want to be the top of your market? Do you want to be something that's just a cash flow generator? You know. Those things all, you know, everyone's going to say they want to be the top of their market. Well, I'm, I'm then going to respond and tell you what it's going to take, you know, which is going to be a lot bigger of a figure than if you just want, you know, like say a one bedroom, one bath apartment by the airport doesn't need to be what you'd be wasting your money by blowing it up with this uniqueness and all this stuff because you're targeting people that are going to stay for one or two days. Going to stay for one or two days, be there for maybe one or two hours. And it's not about the experience. And it's for not them. about the experience for yep. them. They just need a place to stay. But yep. you need to know that. So that's that's how many things go into this process. So I'd say if if you if you don't think through all of it or at least most of it, then you shouldn't do it. You know, cuz you're putting a lot of capital up for um, right. and you can transition. You know, after you purchase you still rent it out. And we always say that no matter how good we think uh, Airbnb short-term rental will be, world changes. Make sure it's something you can pivot and rent out. Uh, there, there, I haven't found a property yet that you can't rent out on a long-term basis. No. So that's the point is that that's what we always tell people is that if you set up an Airbnb and we guess wrong and it's oversaturated, it doesn't work, the theme isn't right, and we need to switch that back to a furnished long-term rental, you're still going to do fine. You're still going to get 10 to 20% more than everyone else because it's furnished. And you can refinance it and go try again somewhere There else. you go. But going go. cheap makes it Don't cheap. Don't go cheap. <laughs> it makes us money. Hey, it's Kyle, noticeable. In, our, in the last part of this quote-unquote series that we're going to do, right, we talked about we're we're going to go through some numbers, right? Yeah, so we're going to go through some actual numbers at some actual Airbnbs we have and manage and uh, talk about the process. You know, we have a lot of different experiences, but the process of setting those up, the pro- different timelines um, of yes. actual units. Yeah, Here's- whether they're in saturate, I've. I've made some successful and saturated markets we've mm-hmm. we've literally created markets before mm-hmm. um in places that didn't have any so um there's it's it's a lot different and we're yeah Stay I have tuned. some that are starting to get oversaturated and 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 are kind of dying off a little bit huh like not dying off but just leveling out a little bit yeah. like not ahead of the game can help saturated markets because at the end mm-hmm. of the day if you're the one who's been in it for four years and have hundreds of reviews and they're five stars and all that stuff that's it, right. it, it, there gets there gets a point where no matter that's, how saturated the, the market is other than price changes you're going to be getting bookings mm-hmm. so, and love it yep so, so we could talk more about this the cost and the actual real numbers of the cost yeah stay tuned we're going to talk more on future episodes of uh, operating actual operating costs mm-hmm. and, and that process as well as getting into eventually getting into the, the actual numbers and our actual experiences because at the end of the day you can we can talk in you know generalizations like this and tell people what to think about or we could tell you our actual experience success and failures i mean and that's our goal here to learn to to share what you could learn from our experience yeah 
So if you have any questions, you want to set it up, you want us to analyze a setup or think all this stuff through that we've talked about very complexly through for mm-hmm. you so that your brain doesn't explode, give us a call, mm-hmm. 817-818-9039. Give you a quick hint. If you want to get straight to me, press star um, <laughs> or shoot us an email at showmethemoneyatwertpm.com. Kyle, how, how did it get straight to me? How do they get straight to you? Yeah. I don't remember. Seven, eight, nine. No, I'm sure. <laughs> you gotta wait, go all the way down the list. If you really want to talk to John, then call him really at 817 <laughs> Boom. That is the best way to that do it. That is the best way. All right. Well, we are out. Thanks for tuning in. We, we, we go. We are TTPM. 